What is up, bros? I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we are a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. This week on the podcast, in 4K Spotlight, we have two movies, uh, neither of which I've seen. One of them I do want to. The other one I could give real two shits about. Um... <laughs> The, um, yeah, so we'll be talking about those, those releases. And then in our Through the Wall, we will be discussing the newest trailer for the Flash movie, uh, that came out. Um, after that, we will be getting straight into our headliner, which will be our breakdown of Air. So, yeah, it should be a really, really fun episode this week. Um, so with that, let's say uh, we get into this. Hey guys, I'm Crash, host of the podcast Crash and Taz's Movie Seller. On our show, me and my co-host pick a new movie each week and rate each movie on a few categories that we think are important to making a great movie. After we rate the movie, it gets a final rating, and that lands it somewhere on our seller scale, where it will get labeled as either a well, premium, or a top shelf film. Catch us on platforms like Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and more. And don't forget to follow us on social media. On Instagram, as Crash and Taz's Movie Seller. It's Crash, the letter N, Taz Movie Seller, with underscores in between each word. And on Facebook, Crash and Taz Movie Seller, uh, where you, as a listener, can suggest movies for us to rate. And also give us some constructive criticism to make the show more entertaining. Overall, don't forget to follow or subscribe and rate and review us. And get ready for an entertaining show with us. See you guys then. I feel like my constructive criticism is release an episode once in a while. <laughs> Say that's some good criticism. That's a damn good criticism. <laughs> Listen up, Vic. Come on. All right. Starting off in 4K Spotlight, we have two new 4K releases this week. Uh, so, Rose, would you like... Would... Would you like to tell everyone about them? <laughs> I would love to. Um, so I'm curious, which one of these are you not interested in at all? Uh, 80 for Brady. Okay, thank God. Okay, same here. Um, <laughs> yeah, Champions looks like it's going to be the shit. Okay, okay, good. Um, so yeah, so Blu-ray-wise, these aren't getting released on 4K, um, but Blu-ray-wise, Blu-ray Jesus... Uh, we got 80 for Brady coming out, which this is actually already streaming. Oh my god, what the hell is English language today? Um, this is already streaming on Paramount Plus right now if you want to watch it that way. But um, if you are a physical media collector like moi, um, <laughs> comes out uh, this Tuesday on Blu-ray. Um, I have no interest in picking it up. I mean, I'll watch it on Paramount Plus. I'm like kind of interested a little bit, but only because Sally Fields is in it. Uh, I'll watch Dude, it that's Sally the only Fields. selling point for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, straight up. Because Sally Fields is freaking amazing, and I love her. Um, so yeah, that's literally the only reason I would check it out. So maybe I'll check it out. Maybe I won't. We'll see. Um, and then the second one coming out is Champions, which I, I think I might just do a blind buy on this one because the trailer looks so funny. Freaking Woody Harrelson, you can never go wrong. And you also got uh, Ernie Hudson and Cheech Marin. Like, I'm in. I'm sold. Um, so I might have to blind buy this one. 
Uh, so yeah, out of the two, definitely <laughs> Champions is the one that I'm definitely picking up. Um, so yeah, that's what's coming to 4K Spotlight. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really have too much to say about either of those. Like I said, the only one I'm interested in seeing is Champions, and that is because it looks hilarious. It really does. So you'll have to let me know if you ended up bl- blind buying that one. I will, and I will send you that digital code. Hell yes. Which, um, have I just, like, not sent you a lot of digital codes, or are you just, like, not that great with putting them in? It's a little bit of both. You haven't sent me okay. one in a while, but okay. I also haven't gone and done any in a while. Okay, I, okay. I, I just didn't know. Okay. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a mix. <laughs> okay, I like it. It's a, it's a 50-50 blame. I like it. Yeah. Like most things on this podcast. <laughs> true. Very true. Uh, jumping over to Through the Wall, uh, we did get a new trailer for The Flash today, as of our recording date. And, dude, I was already sold on this movie. I'm completely sold on this movie now. This was such a good freaking trailer. Dude, this movie is getting redonkulously hyped up. Yeah. Dude, and you know what? I am I'm okay with that. Like I'm I'm willing to look past what Ezra Miller Ezra Miller Ezra Miller did. I, what he did was That's horrible. That's a bold statement. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to let, let's rewind back here. Ezra Miller still a piece of shit. What he did? Yeah. No. But that was a very loud but. <laughs> Um, if we get a good Flash movie f- from him, he might be the only thing that I'm just like, eh, in it. Just, I mean, I don't know how his acting is going to be in it. I don't know. It might be well, good. Well, Ezra Miller is not a bad actor. That's true. It's just, I hate what he did so much, um, that it's, <laughs> it's ruining it for me whenever I see him on screen. I'm like, hey, you're a piece of shit. Um, still a good actor though. Yeah, but I mean, it's almost like can he outact what he like his bad decisions? <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll see. We will see. Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm not a hundred percent certain of that that he will. But it's just like I said, everyone's getting hyped up. The cinematographers just got awards for this movie. Or have no just shit, like, some, really? Yeah, like they've gotten some serious praise. Um, Holy shit, man! From that's this awesome. Movie. Um, James Gunn posted and said it's one of the best superhero movies he's seen. But again, Damn, it's like that's a bold statement. I know, but it's also is it because that's true, or is it because he's trying to promote this movie because he's the new head of DC uh, cinema? Yeah, I I don't know. Um, yeah, I feel like it's up in the air there, so it's kind of hard to for me to ch- completely trust him, even though he's never quite let me down before. Yeah, I mean, same here. I mean, honestly, like out of all of the DC movies that were set up before the um, James Gunn and Peter Safran um, takeover took place, um. This was always the one that I was most excited for, um, because The Flash is honestly my favorite DC 
uh, character. Uh, so even with, you know, Aquaman 2, Shazam 2, all that stuff that was lined up for later down the line, Flash was always the one that I was, um, definitely rooting. Um, and even with what happened with Ezra Miller, I'm still rooting for this movie because the fact that they are adapting Flashpoint makes me so, so happy. And just like the, the freaking visual effects look freaking incredible. Uh, on Flash. Uh, some of them do. <laughs> really? Yeah, I didn't have get, a problem with any of crazy. them. Don't get crazy. There's some that I'm like, no, those are, those are nuts. <laughs> really? I did not have a problem with any. Huh, whichever, right. So whichever, whatever the scene is where he's getting electrocuted and yeah. like looking straight up, that looks not great. Alright, I'll give you that one. Um, and then there's like a couple here and there that, do, that don't look super good. Mm. Um... But yeah, I, I mean, I I have real high hopes. And I think, like, people have said, like, that are attached, like, that know what Ezra Miller has done. And are, like, they've said, like, we're not trying to downplay what he did. It's just this movie is too good for him to ruin. <laughs> Damn, okay. And so they're, wow. it's like, that's why they're not, like, completely, like, cutting him off. Okay. Or, like disowning him or try like 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 i said like this isn't like a batgirl situation where the movie's bad and so they're easy to just like oh whatever like write it off like they've said like this is a really good freaking movie and so that's i think that's what's concerning to me is that a lot of the executives are pushing and being like like to not like Obviously, they're not condoning what Ezra Miller's done, but they're not condemning him either. Yeah. And it better be a really good freaking movie. I think so. I really hope it will because, yeah, if they decide to keep Ezra Miller as the Flash and still work with him, like, honestly, I don't see any other um, studio being willing to hire him. After I don't did. see that happening. I just don't think they want all of the negative publicity around this movie. Fair enough. Right. So I th- I think yeah I think Flash is definitely going to get rebooted. I don't think it's going to be Ezra Miller anymore. I think it's just DC saving their ass, being like yeah he's done some shady shit, but we don't want the negative attention on this movie because it is. It's like but look at what else is in this movie. Michael Keaton, come on. Yeah, I know. Loves Michael I feel Keaton. like that. <laughs> I think they're pushing Keaton on us real hard. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Straight. I'm not upset about it at all. I'm not either. But but <laughs> I I'm excited though, dude. I am super freaking excited. Oh yeah, dude. This uh this just looks like a lot of fun. It it really does. And like the the serious parts that it needs to do, it seems like it's taking it the way that it should be. Um just yeah. Like and I, I really like that uh Batman and the Flash can can uh, relate uh, with the loss of uh, both of their parents. Um, I think that's actually like a, re- a really cool thing that they're going to explore in this movie. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm pretty hyped for this movie. I'm not gonna lie. I I am too. Um, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see everything, dude. Like, I love that we kind of got that sneak peek at the end of the Flash, Supergirl, and the other Flash 
in a Batman suit that w- that's just kind of painted over. Like I think yeah. that's really funny. That was funny. The new suit though, like our Flash's suit, it's kind of growing on me. It is on me too. But I'm so unpopular opinion. I still love the one that is in Justice League, like his, his first Flash costume. I love that costume so much. That's a that's a great costume, especially for what they um, what they did with the Flash. Like I know they wanted to, you know, like uh, with him growing experience needs a new suit. But like, still, I love that suit so much. I would have loved to see it in the movie. Yeah. Um gosh. Like that it it's hard to argue with you there, dude. Like it is a really solid suit. But I I like I said the the new suit's just kind of growing on me. I like I still think maybe the the mask is a bit bulky and just kind of odd looking, especially on Ezra Miller's face. Yeah, fair enough. But the shot where he's like in his running pose, and it's like just a straight-on headshot, and you don't quite see the little chin strap underneath him. Like that looks perfect, and I love like the new texture on his suit. the the high The highlighted lines, I think they went a little overboard on, <laughs> but it looks freaking cool. It does. It really does. So I I'm I'm pumped. I am really freaking pumped. Like, especially to see the Flash ring. Like, that's going to be sick. Yeah, dude, that's going to be awesome. And I can't wait to see what we get from freaking Michael Keaton. Yes, it's going to be so awesome having him back as Batman. Dude, he looks so freaking good. And I mean, I'm sure it's a small cameo. He's not in it a lot, but I'm just really happy to see Ben Affleck. Yeah, I bet, like, all the stuff that we see with him is, like, opening credit stuff. Yeah, probably. Like, maybe we'll see him later. Like, I think we'll see him later, but as, like, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um, But I, I bet, like, all the stuff that we get is going to be, like, intro. So, I mean, I think our Batman for this movie is going to be... And I'm not upset by that in the slightest. Um, dude, I freaking love that they threw in my favorite line of his in this trailer. Like, you want to get nuts? <laughs> yes, that was so great. That is easily my favorite Michael Keaton Batman line from from the 89 movie. Like, anytime I think of that movie... Or someone brings it up, I'm just like, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that he said that filled me with so much joy. Like, I, I couldn't be happier. Um, And I got to say this, too. I like that they gave him a, a hairpiece. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, Looks like good. usually those end up looking like really bad, but I think they pulled it off. Yeah, they did. Honestly, so, yeah, they fooled me. Actually, I kind of forgot that uh, hair doesn't his hair doesn't look like that. Yeah, the only reason I I like picked that up was because I I recently watched uh, 
a clip from that McDonald's movie that he was in. Oh, the founder. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I was just like, he seems to have a little bit more hair. <laughs> Dude, you know what'd be the shit though is if realities ended up merging and we got to see a Batfleck and Keaton like team up. Dude, that'd be sick and trippy at the same time. And no, I doubt we'll get it, but that would be so cool. <laughs> hey, never say never with a Flashpoint movie. Fair enough, dude. Fair enough. But I, I hope there's more like surprises for this movie than what yeah, we've seen. Because it's like, they've given away so much. Like, they've kind of given... So they've given away Keaton. They've given away Supergirl. They've given away, like, two Flashes and Batfleck. It was spoiled yeah. that Wonder Woman's going to be in this. They've given up freaking uh, uh, Zod. Yeah, literally, so, what else is there? Yeah, it's just, like, I think, I hope there's, like, something else that we get from this. I don't know what I'm hoping for, but I hope we get something. <laughs> but, I mean, that, that just might be... a like greedy of me, I guess. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's greedy. Like you still want to go to a movie and be surprised. You never want everything, every surprise spoiled in the trailer. Yeah. Like it's just kind of one of those, one of those things where it's like, okay, you kind of know how the movie's going to end. Ultimately, obviously they can do some like crazy shit. Like they could kill off Keaton. Um, I doubt they'd kill off Supergirl. If they did, that'd be extremely ballsy. Yeah, dude, straight up. Um, what if they kill off, killed off Batfleck? Honestly, with them rebooting the entire DC universe, dude, I think they should. I think they should go balls to the wall with this one. Like Just kill, kill off everyone, everyone from the old DC universe. Yeah, I mean, Maybe. obviously, don't kill off the people that are going to make cameos later. Yeah. <laughs> But I, like I said, I'd go freaking balls to the wall with this one. <laughs> like uh, you're back, it. you're dead. You're coming in this movie, you're dead. <laughs> like everyone's dying, and it's like an alternate world too. So it's like the the consequences aren't aren't really there. So you know, good point. It's just like oh, alternate Earth. Like we haven't. <laughs> Like that's okay. We got another a a, new, a different Batman. Oh, like we we got a different Superman. Well, oh, we got a different Aquaman. Like kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but dude, Keaton's Batman suit, like the mask is just exactly what I remember. But the suit, dude, like it feels more like a leather jacket, which just kind of makes him super cool. Yeah, agreed. Like I freaking love what they've done with him. Like I can't wait for better, better images. Gosh, I'm so excited for this movie. I'm so freaking <laughs> pumped. Um, if it isn't super obvious, like me personally, I'm at like I'm at a ten with this movie. I'm so excited. I'm still at a nine. I don't know what can be pushed push me up to a ten, but I, I'm at a nine. That's the wrong decision, but. Okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, kiss my ass. Oh man, dude! I 
I'm pumped. I can't wait to see the freaking bat suits. Like, I hope we get to see them in like a higher quality. Same here. Cause like we have like the seven bat suits, so it's like the one in the middle that I'm assuming he's going to wear. We have one where he has like gun holsters. We have a freaking Adam West inspired one where it's like the light blue and gray. And then just like a couple different versions. And then we have like his version of like the the Batfleck nightmare outfit with the big ass goggles. Like there's so many different versions of the suit. I'm so pumped for this movie, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and 90% of this, this hype is for freaking Keaton. Yeah, dude, straight up. And then probably the other, like, 90%'s going to Keaton, 7%'s going to Supergirl. <laughs> like, super, like I'll say Supergirl and, and Zod. And then the rest are, like, I'll give, like, 2% for Batfleck, and then 1% for anything else that's going to happen. <laughs> so, Ezra Miller, 1%? Ezra Miller maybe gets, like, half a percentage. Damn! Like if if seriously, if this was just an Ezra Miller movie, I'd probably wouldn't go see it opening weekend. You know what? Fair enough. So yeah, I I I am beyond pumped. Uh, so unless you have anything else to say about this movie, I got nothing. Uh, then let's say we get into this headliner. Alrighty, like we said, uh, this week's headliner, we will be breaking down Air, Courting a Legend. Um, I know you went to go see this movie, was it this weekend? Uh, yeah, I saw it Saturday. Yeah, and I I went to go see it today, <laughs> so I'm like real fresh off this movie. Cutting it close, I love it. I was cutting it real close. I told like so. How? Brielle and I got into a discussion about this on whether or not I told her that I had to go see this movie this week. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, yeah, she didn't remember that I I did tell her, but whatever. We I still I got to go see it. Um, I had a great time with it. Um, but before uh, we start getting into the nitty gritty with this, um. We did post a question of the week, and we did get a few responses from some people. Um, so, for those of you that follow us on Instagram and TikTok, we posted a question of the week regarding this movie, um, asking, what do you consider your shoe brand? And, uh, like I said, we got a few responses, and we actually got some on Instagram, which was great. Um, so the first response we got is from Lavender X Lovely, otherwise known as Christina. Shout out, sis. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she answered that her shoe brand would be a cross between Converse and Killstar. So I know Converse. Yeah. I don't know what Killstar is. 
Um, it's this uh, brand online that specializes in a kind of like gothic uh, kind of stuff. Uh, like literally, literally, I think like all of their apparel is black, um, but they also specialize in like boots, heels, stuff like that. Correct me if I'm wrong, Christina. The next time I see you, or after this this episode is published, <laughs> you're gonna get a a text like right after. It's like, w- <laughs> let me tell you how what Killstar really is, little brother. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, just from what I've I've I know about her, the gothic boot kind of <laughs> definitely matches her aesthetic. <laughs> that's supposed to mean it doesn't mean anything i'm just kidding (laughs) i'm just kidding oh but that that's a a great choice um our next response comes from our good friend dj over at the untrained eye at untrained ipod uh he says he loves sakoni yeah i don't know if they it doesn't look like they like have oh it is still uh a shoe brand like they have a website and everything okay so they kind of have so their aesthetic so he he said Sacconi specifically the jazz low pro which looking at the jazz low pro shoes they look like they're more like have that running shoe feel to them like they kind of have like a weird mixture between like nike have kind of have a converse feel too like kind of like the high tops and then they have like um basic running shoes at least just what i'm seeing on on the website but i mean they're uh i kind of dig the the aesthetic of these yeah i like them yeah so great choice there um going on over to tiktok um ignoring the recommendations we get but we do appreciate those responses either way so we did get a response from a senor bacon and an idk underscore man underscore idk underscore man um and they both said nike (laughs) which i feel is the obvious choice here (laughs) Uh, i mean not for me um, because Nike does not make shoes for white feet people. Uh, for white saying. feet? Yeah. I can never find Nike shoes for white feet. Maybe I'm just looking in the wrong places. But yeah. I, even, even like it feels like when I try to like order a size up or even if it says wide fit, it's not. Yeah, I feel like that can get real, real squirrely. Right? Um, I know I, I haven't paid for shoes in a really long time (laughs) because I have to wear my shoes to death because my shoes are really freaking expensive because most stores don't carry my shoe size in store. Um, so for those, those of you that don't know, I wear a size 14 shoe and the only options for 14s are either the crazy expensive Air Jordans or <laughs> or some like a crazy old man's shoes slash slippers like it is ridiculous so I have to special order 
any shoe that I get online, um, and the, and just pray that they fit. <laughs> Luckily, I have a few brands, and I know they're sizing enough to be like, okay, yeah, I can I can get away with with this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I like right now I have uh I, I'm wearing a pair of shoes that I've been wearing for. Oh boy. I almost want to say three years. That's impressive. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, so it's a it's a pair of shoes that my mom bought me for my birthday like a while ago. She got she bought me two pairs. And so I've only been wearing one of those two pairs for the past three years. <laughs> and I have close to zero traction on those shoes now. <laughs> so it may be time for me to switch over shortly but i i'm gonna wear those until i freaking can't anymore i love it um and then i have my my work boots which for my work i have to have steel toe so if i if i were to say i have a brand it's gonna be one of my work boots brand but yeah like those are like the two varieties of shoes that i wear so those are like the main shoes and then i have like some cowboy boots but I, I, I don't really wear those too often anymore. Do you only just wear those to church? Like, I do, but, like, that's that was my go-to. I, I would wear them to church, but I work weekends, so I only get to go to, like, one service a, a month, maybe. Uh, I'm sorry, man. Um, But, yeah. And then you... Did you say yours already? No, Um. so when it comes to, like, casual, just wear, like, out in public, so, like, on like activities or some shit like that it's always it's converse literally been that since like after high school i don't know what it is i just love converse um but when it comes to work uh new balance has become my uh new favorite uh brand because they actually make shoes for white feet people and they're very comfortable so those those are my two brands nice yeah um so thank you everyone that answered our question of the week we really appreciate it Yes, we do. Sorry, that was such a delayed response. <laughs> All right, so getting into this week's headliner. Um, if you are new to our breakdown system, uh, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. Um, the eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give our own personal score at the very end. All of these numbers get magically added up and spit through our algorithm and give us a letter grade to compare this movie to others of a similar grade, as well as a percentage. Um, the percentage doesn't matter quite as much, despite how big of a deal we make about it. Um... But it is kind of fun to see where these movies end up ranking within their own uh, categories. But we'll talk about all that after we get done with this. Um, so, if you have not seen Air, we definitely recommend going to check this one out. Um, it's a really, really solid movie. Um, spoiler alert. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. So Rose is about to spoil the entire freaking movie for you. 
um, if you have not seen it. So if you listen beyond this point and anything is spoiled for you, it is your own damn fault. Uh, so with that, Rose, would you like to begin everyone's favorite segment? I would love to. So, in 1984, organ-based Nike Inc. is on the verge of shuttering their basketball shoe division due to low sales. In response to this, marketing VP Rob Strasser, along with co-founder and CEO Phil Knight, tasked Nike's basketball talent scout, Sonny Vaccaro, to come up with a new spokesperson for Nike basketball shoes. While considering the basketball players chosen in the 1984 NBA draft, Nike's executives think third pick Michael Jordan is off-limits, being both a fan of a Adidas and too expensive for the basketball division's meager budget. But once he watches Jordan's highlights in conjunction with an Arthur Ashe commercial for his head rackets, Vaccaro becomes convinced that Nike should pursue who he considers a generational generational talent with both brand and athlete building off each other. Following dinner with his friend George Raveling, who coached Jordan in the Olympic tournament and asking for his support in courting the star, Vaccaro travels to Wilmington, North Carolina, where he convinces Michael's mother, Dolores, that Nike would give Jordan all the attention that he would not get from his preferred brands, Adidas and Converse. After receiving a negative phone call from Jordan's agent, David Falk, regarding contacting his client's family, Vaccaro learns that the Jordans have scheduled a meeting at Nike's Beaverton, Oregon headquarters the following Monday. Vaccaro and Strauser start preparing their pitch while requesting shoe designer Peter Moore to prepare a prototype, which Moore names Air Jordan, after Nike's Air Soul technology. In the meantime, Knight accepts to assign the basketball division's entire $250,000 budget to hire Jordan. After the meeting with Jordan and his parents is successful, Vaccaro learns that Adidas matched the offer while adding a Mercedes-Benz 380 SL, and he thinks the deal will not, will not go through. However, Vaccaro receives a call from Dolores, who states that Michael will sign with Nike on the condition he earns a percentage of every Air Jordan sold. Even though Vaccaro thinks the company's higher-ups would not accept this bonus, once Knight is told he deems it necessary to ensure the endorsement. An, epi- an epilogue reveals the Air Jordan exceeded Knight's expectations of $3 million in sales, earning $162 million in one year and becoming a steady source of income. For- Hell yeah. Alright, so just kicking off with, uh, with story. This being based off of a true story kind of makes it a little bit more difficult to score, but I think what we'll mostly discuss is how well they kept the pace up and how interesting it was and all that good stuff yeah which for the most part they did a fantastic job yeah i so i know jack shit about sports no jack shit about basketball especially um so uh for considering the fact that i was never bored during this movie i was so uh um invested and if Nike was going to sign this deal or not, um, which I knew that they actually did, because you know, I know may know little about very little about basketball, but I know that this did actually happen. Duh. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, I, we knew I, it was going to happen. I could just imagine you being like looking over at someone else in the theater, being like, "I wonder if they're going to sign." <laughs> 
do you really think they're going to do it? Do you think he's going to go with Converse? I mean, I know I'm a Converse guy, but I, I, I think he should really go with Nike. I think that's the that's the shoe company that he should go with. That's hilarious. Uh, I mean, screw Adidas. I've never worn a pair of Adidas in my life, and I don't plan to, but I got nothing against the brand. Um, but I don't Converse know if I've ever owned Adidas. Converse all the way, man. That's all I got to say. <laughs> um. <laughs> But no, like the the story is like so so good because like looking at Nike now, which is arguably the most popular shoe brand on the planet. Not arguably, I think it is. Like when you think shoe, so many people think to Nike because they don't just make running shoes; they make skating shoes. Um, they make I'm sure they make something that's close to as Converse as they can get without getting um trademarked for it or copyrighted. Not trademarked, copyrighted. Um, so Nike makes like so many different types of shoes. So I feel that when someone thinks of just a shoe, Nike is one of, if not the first thing, shoe brand that pops into their head. But looking back here, and, well, uh, you remember at the end, it said Nike bought Converse. That is true. Oh yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, they don't have to worry about anything yeah, when it comes to the, <laughs> the that copyright. Is true. They own the damn copyright. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that is very true. Um, so yeah, yeah. So Nike is number one um, when anyone thinks of shoes. I feel. Um, so the fact that you see them in this movie struggling to keep afloat is just insane. Um, like I never thought I'd see Nike struggling, but here we are um, in this movie, and it's 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 told so well. Um, the way that um, you know everything basically falls into Sonny's uh into Sonny's lap it's it's basically up to him and who he um wants his team to be which i forget uh who jason bateman played because he becomes basically his like uh i feel like they work together the most when it comes to uh getting his plan off uh the ground um i mean because i know jason bateman is uh hesitant at first um, but he warms up to the idea and he's, he's completely on board. And for some reason, why, sorry, IMDB is being stupid right now. Uh, let's see. Jason, ba- Rob Strauss, Rob Strasser, Strasser. Is it Strasser? Strasser? I don't know. We're go. Let's great. go with Rob Strasser. Or let's or let Strasser. Caleb to, That's what Strasser. I, I, I don't Rob know. You Strasser. don't really hear his last name used very much. You don't. Let's just say Rob. Let's just go with Rob because I feel I'm going to like butcher it every single time and say it a different way. But once Rob is officially on board with Sonny's plan, um, just what they go through to get the shoe made with the help of Peter um, and even Phil, you know, like finally jumping on board with supporting Michael Jordan and him being the face of Nike when it comes to Nike basketball. It's just such an interesting story, and it's such a good story, because um, you can tell that there, there, there is a point that Sonny just feels defeated, and he's like, "Yeah, this is never going to happen. Michael's going to sign with Adidas. It's what he wears. Um, that that's they're offering him a car. Just that that's the company he's going to that he he's going to sign for. Um, and the fact that it works out in their favor at the end, that." Um, Dolores calls and it's just like, you know what? Actually, my son wants to accept your offer, but here are his um his terms. And just it it has such a nice happy ending 
and I loved it so much. Um, and just, yeah, it, it, it's, it's such an interesting story. And like, like I said, I don't know anything about basketball. Um, but I feel this is just a true testament to how great of an, uh, a director Ben Affleck is because he made this shit so interesting to me. Like, <laughs> The fact that I knew what the outcome was going to be, that, you know, Michael Jordan was going to sign with Nike, uh, and the fact that I was still on the edge of my seat being like, oh, are they going to sign him? Are they not going to? Like, <laughs> I I know it sounds really stupid. Dude, I felt the exact same way. Okay, awesome. <laughs> but it's just a testament to how great of a director Ben Affleck is. Um, and just... I I can't say enough good about this movie. I freaking love this movie. Caleb, how about you like actually talk about what you thought of the story cuz I'm just rambling at this point. Dude, I freaking love it. But I I don't know. Like I didn't have as high of hopes. Uh, like I went in in with like ground level expectations for what this movie could be. I'm like, "Okay, cool. It's a sports movie that doesn't include any sports. It's about a shoe being made." That and all I know about the shoe is that people collect them, and they're worth like thousands of dollars. At and like just just all this crazy shit, and so I'm like, okay, whatever. But yeah, like Ben Affleck, the way that he was able to mold this story into something that felt where you could feel the stress in like every scene and like all the like one thing in particular like one scene that i'm i'm thinking of is when the jordans are at nike for this meeting and they start playing this video and you can tell like you can f- almost feel the tension in the room because um sunny is like looking back at the jordans and and they're just like completely uninterested in whatever the hell he's showing or whatever they're showing and he like like dude i i during that scene i was just like dude shut the video off you got to do something like you're gonna lose them dude (laughs) (laughs) and then when uh when what's his face howard called sunny and was just like Hey, this is what Adidas did, and like they're offering him this and this and this, and Son- like you said, Sonny's just defeated. I was just like, oh man, that sucks. Like I can't believe they missed out on this deal, and I I had to keep reminding myself. I'm like, no, they freaking got the deal. <laughs> you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> so like they did such a good job of building that tension, dude. Like such a great job. And, like, it was humorous throughout. Like, I feel like they could have gone, like, I will say this. The the only point where I w- had a hard time following or just wasn't, like, super invested is the initial meeting that Sonny was in when they were trying to figure out who they wanted to uh, approach. I was the same way because I was getting so confused because so many names were being thrown around. I was like, yeah, wait, who I, the hell's that? Who's the hell? Yeah, the, who the hell's that? Like, there was a couple like that. I there was one that I knew. I knew I knew who uh, Charles Barkley was. Yeah, I didn't even but know who that, that was. <laughs> yeah, but the, I dude, I don't even know him for as a basketball player. I know him as freaking uh, uh, 
shit, what do I know Charles Barkley from? For, oh, from like an SNL skit that he did. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, and then... Oh, that's funny. Like, I know him from that, and then I, like, knew who he was, kind of, from uh, Space Jam. Because <laughs> he, he's one of the people that gets their uh, abilities taken away. Oh, no shit. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. So, let, let me see who else is in that movie. Because it, it's freaking hilarious who's... Also, it took me a second to realize, like, oh, is Michael Jordan the one from Space Jam? <laughs> no, wait, you didn't know that? No, like, I, I knew it because, I mean, obviously we talked about this movie, but... Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's see. Yeah, I was wondering if they, like, threw in any of these other actors, or th- who else they threw in as, like, uh, other basketball players. Like if they referenced anyone, but yeah, Charles Barkley is one that I recognized, and that's be- mostly because of Space Jam. Um, I, I didn't, I, I didn't recognize, recognize any him. others though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it it's like once it was when they were getting into the nitty gritty of like basketball. I'm like, I'm pretty sure a, like a major basketball fan is probably going to understand who the hell all these other people are. But I don't, so I was just really uninterested. And then it's like once they got past that point, that it, like it it kept the momentum and didn't get super into the weeds about like sports talk, which I really appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I mean, I think that's more writing, and we'll get into that here in a second. But yeah, this was a really interesting it was it was funny it kept your attention really well like i said like we we both said it kept it built the tension amazingly well yes it did so personally i think i'm I'm like i'm pretty high considering i i think i'm gonna be at like 87 gonna kill me i'm like a lot higher than you (laughs) i mean that's fair like it's fair. This is like, this is just kind of where I was. Where I was at. Well, ninety six. Oh damn! <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was higher, a lot higher. Dude, whenever you say you're a, like a little higher, you usually mean like I thought. I knew for sure you were going to be in the nineties. <laughs> <I did. laughs> Oh shit! Oh man. Okay, <laughs> dude, I loved this movie. Yeah, I can definitely see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. But I mean, f- fair enough, dude. Fair enough. Um, getting into writing, I'm 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 pretty on par. With uh, Somewhere. with my writing, it it's it was funny. Like I I think may, if I go, I might go a couple points lower on writing, and that's just because of that that one scene where they kind of got in the weeds about like their sports talk, and I know that might seem a little bit unfair, but for someone who who really enjoys like documentaries like this. I 
or I know it's not technically a documentary, but kind of inspired you, by you, true events. Yeah, you like movies based on true stories. Yeah, I, I, I usually do. And I appreciate when they're able to make it so anyone who's not s- super interested or invested in maybe that world that they can follow. And I feel yeah. like maybe this was a little lacking on that, where they kind of got into the weeds about like basketball, at least when when they were talking about like what, um, like different aspects about the way that like Jordan played. Like I think they eventually got there, um, but yeah, I think I would I would dock just because of like the weeds that they got into, but I think those points are made up again with the uh the conversation that Sonny had with the Jordans during his pitch. Dude, like seriously. Dude, okay, Christina might kill me for this, but she she started tearing up during that scene. Dude, like that's that's a fair reaction. Like that was a powerful scene. So like the fact that it's like showing flashes also of his I, I think if they weren't showing the flashes of like actual like how his life played out for his basketball career, honestly, I, it would have been still very impactful. But the fact that we get to see it, I feel made it even more impactful, and I loved that. That was an incredible choice yes. for Affleck to make. Like, holy shit, dude! That that was insanely powerful. Like, like, I had no idea oh. that his dad was shot. Dude, shot I didn't either. I, I didn't know. That came out of shock. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, I didn't I didn't know dick all about Michael Jordan other than what he was in Space Jam. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know that everyone's just like, oh, Michael Jordan's the best player. Like, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's that that that's those were my vibes towards the movie. Is fair, I w- I would say the same thing. Um, I will say this too. Another thing that I kind of really appreciated about um things that they did with this movie is they didn't focus on Michael Jordan. Yeah, you straight up don't even see his face, which I actually think was a very good call. That was an excellent call the fact that you only just see the back of his head yeah and you you hear him say like one line yeah over the phone that's it yeah but it just the fact that it focused on the people that made this um made this happen for him where it was sunny and his mom like that was the focus like that was that was awesome yeah, it it really was. God, yeah, that yeah, that scene also when they're just in her backyard, just sitting on that picnic bench. Ugh, freaking chills. So many good scenes of just two people just speaking dialogue to each other. I love it, dude. Did you have you heard what uh, like Ben Affleck talking about this movie? Um, I've only seen one uh, interview. Um, but it's like for like completely different thing of what's here. What what's yours about? So, um, so it was like when he had read the script for this movie, like his story about it. 
he he because so Ben Affleck read the script. He was really interested in making the movie. He talked to his team and everything and was like, I want to make this happen if we can. But I want to talk to Michael Jordan first. And so he went and talked to to Michael and said, listen, I I want to make this movie, but I only want to make it if I have your blessing. And he's like, you can absolutely make this movie. My only stipulation, like, like, if you can't make this happen, the movie's not happening. He says, the only thing that you have to do is get Viola Davis to play my mom. Dude, that is awesome. Yeah, and so he's just like, dude, that's Viola Davis. <laughs> <laughs> like, she doesn't just come work for anyone. <laughs> but true luckily, that, she, like, they approached her. She was super into it and, and made the scene happen. So, like, she is the reason this movie got made. <laughs> oh, dude, that's so awesome. Yeah, it's so cool. I saw an interview with uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, and <laughs> one part he just starts out just like, "Yeah, did you notice Matt lost all the weight? Because he actually, uh, uh, Affleck had Matt wear a fat suit <laughs> for this movie." And, I um, was wondering, dude. Yeah, no. So he didn't. Yeah, so he didn't gain the weight. That was a fat suit. Um, but honestly, I would have believed that he gained the weight. I didn't think that that really wasn't Matt Damon. <laughs> It looked good. Looked great, dude. It looked um, really good. Like I, I was wondering like that whole time. I'm like, did he really, really like? They're really ripping into his weight. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like, this uh, kind of seems uh, personal at some point, right? No, but the um, the interviewer uh, asked like, oh yeah, so what what did your wife think of the movie? He's just like, oh yeah, my wife loved it. And then she's like, but uh, she said that I looked like shit. <laughs> Dude, if there are any yeah. actors that feel like really down to earth, it's freaking Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Dude, they seem they are one of the best pairings I've ever seen in Hollywood. I love those two together. They they're incredible. They were seriously brothers in another. Like I truly feel that. They they it, it such amazing like chemistry. Dude, they've been working together for years. Like have yeah. you ever seen Goodwill Hunting? I have not. It is on my bucket list. I really need to. Dude, it's a great one. That's Highly what I've heard. Recommend. Um, but yeah, like they the the dialogue in this was incredible. There was like nothing that I felt that was super wasted. If anything, again, the only thing that I dock for is how how much they got into the weeds in regards to sports. And for someone that's not a sports fan, it was kind of hard to follow, but they were able to make up for it in other ways. I agree. So, like, any points that I would would take away, I would kind of make it back, make it back up. So, where I – this is why I say that it's kind of on par, because I think take away the decent, like, the really good – dialogue and discussions i'd probably be around 85 maybe even like 83 84 but because of like how little impact those had and how big of an impact the um those deep conversations were i'm probably sitting around the same i'll actually go a little bit higher so i'll sit at an 88 
when it comes to okay. writing. I think I'm just going to match my, uh, so, 96. Again, completely fair. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> Alright, um, next up we got acting. So, we have Matt Damon, who played Sonny Vaccaro. Jason Bateman, who played Rob Strasser. Ben Affleck, who played Phil Knight. Uh, Chris Messina, who plays David Falk. Viola Davis, who plays Dolores Jordan. Julius Tennant, who plays James Jordan. Uh, Chris Tucker, who plays Howard White. And then Matthew Mayer, who plays Peter Moore. And I think that is basically everyone. I mean, I would include... So, I, for those of you that are curious, Damian Young played Michael Jordan, but you, you never saw his face. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of hard to include him. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Um, I'm pretty sure we're gonna have the same top three, maybe. So what what's your top three look like? Uh, number three, I'm gonna get to Viola Davis. Absolutely fantastic performance. I mean, she always is in everything she does, but especially in this movie, like, goddamn. Fantastic. Amazing. Uh, when she needed to put on the drama, she brought it. Loved her in this movie. Uh, number two, I'm going to give to Jason Bateman. Loved him in this movie. He needs to do more dramatic roles. Like, he's really good in comedy, but goddamn, that guy can do dra- dramatic roles. And I, I really want to see him uh, more in these kind of uh, in uh, these kind of movies because I absolutely loved his performance. He was Fantastic. Absolutely loved him. Uh, and then, um, number one, definitely got to go to Matt Damon. Uh, this arguably is my favorite Matt Damon performance ever. He is absolutely incredible in this movie as Sonny Vaccaro. Just the, the, um, what he adds to this character, how he brings this character to life, just is so, so incredible. There's a reason why Matt Damon is uh, one of my favorite actors working today. And this movie just solidified it for me. Just absolutely incredible. Um, so, yeah, that's my top. I have the exact same top three as you, but I'm swapping Jason Bateman for Viola Davis. Absolutely understandable. Fair enough, man. Dude, and this this is probably going to be the hottest of hot takes. I don't think I like Jason Bateman as a comedic actor. Really? (laughs) Wow. I, dude, I find him so annoying (laughs) in freaking comedic roles. Like in Horrible Bosses? Horrible Bosses? I hated him. Damn, okay, alright. That really is a hot take. I know, like I said, probably (laughs) the hottest of hot takes, but I absolutely agree with you. I do really like him in dramatic roles. I think, I I, I don't know what it is. Like, when it's straight up comedy, I don't think it works very well, but when it's drama, and he has, like, comedic lines and stuff... For whatever reason, I feel like that works better than anything comedy-wise that he does. Yeah, fair enough, man. Fair enough. And, like, don't get me wrong. 
there like there's definitely some stuff of his that I do like. Um but I like like I said when it comes to just straight up comedy not the biggest fan. And like I'll say this in Zootopia, I don't feel like that's a comedic role, but I did really like him in that. So, yeah, but horrible bosses um identity thief office uh, christmas party office christmas party yeah like shit like that <laughs> i'm just like dude just shut up like i like <laughs> i said i find him so freaking annoying oh dude that and i know like i said the probably the hottest of hot takes there um but yeah there's not a lot of uh comedy that I like him in. I like him in a lot more um serious roles. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. I was just like I was just kind of scrolling through his um his IMDb. I didn't realize he was in Little House on the Prairie. I'll be damned. Huh. Holy shit. Hmm. I didn't realize that's have you ever watched Little House on the Prairie? Uh I can't say I have. Okay, I just like looked him up in in that movie. Freaking wild! <laughs> like really? I know exactly who he played. I didn't. <laughs> he doesn't even look like the same person. That's insane. Anyway, <laughs> to get totally <laughs> off off track there. Um, but yes, I absolutely agree with your other choices for the exact same reasons. I just rank them different. Uh, so where are you sitting with acting? Considering that everybody else was just as good, um, the, I feel there's no weak players in this cast. Everyone brings their A game. Um, dude, <laughs> I'm going to be at a 98. Holy shit. Dude, I'm like at a 90. Like, I, I'm, it's one of my higher scores, but I mean, good hell. <laughs> all right um next up we got character development which this being kind of based on a true story it's a little difficult to do kind of but i I, like for this story where and obviously this is the main focus was on sunny vaccaro i do think he had a decent arc in this yeah i i mean you know seeing uh him uh be not the uh hot shot with his boss uh when the movie first opens that you know the division that he runs is um in um fear of getting shut down and then watching his progression of actually being able to set up something that will actually that might actually save this division pulling it off and being rewarded for that um, I feel it's a pretty decent character development. It's not the best one I've ever seen. Um, but for the way that Sonny is set up as a character, I f- it works well for him. I absolutely agree. Um, I think he, he, like, they did a really good job at kind of giving him a little bit of an arc. And I think it was mostly because of how off the cuff he was. Like, he wasn't, like, super following the rules, and maybe he didn't 
have that like realization of how it affected people around him until he was in the thick of it with um with Rob. Like when they were like on their like in the middle of the weekend and and Rob's sitting down being like this is all I have. Like I get to see my my kid like once a week for 4 hours at a public park and like the only reason I feel she likes me is because I get to bring I I bring her free shoes. And he's like and if I if I lose this job like I I'm still going to be buying these shoes in in some pathetic attempt to make her love me. And then like how he kind of calls Sunny out and like you were reckless. And I really hope that this works. And I like I believe in you as much as I can, but yeah. like that, there's a lot on the line, and it's not just your job. <laughs> and it, I think that kind of hit Sunny like in a way, like because I think it was like it it showed, like it showed that that really had like a, a really good impact on on Sunny. And so when they were playing that video, and he was seeing that the Jordans were just completely uninterested and he was kind of like looking around the room and even noticed Rob like kind of had that like a an expression on his face and so he's like this isn't going to do it and goes like real deep with that like emotional speech like it I think that showed a lot of growth for for his character like where it seemed like at first he was wanting to play it safe, wanting to play like after taking this huge risk, it's like taking that moment to be like, I think he, again, was being like somewhat reckless, was able to make something happen, was just trying his best to make it work and taking all these risks. And then he like had this moment with Rob that kind of pulled him back a little bit into like reality and he's like all right now we just need to play it safe from here but he's like mm, that hasn't worked very well from this point and then boom like right back into the crazy risks and and stuff and stuff like the stuff that worked and so i thought that was really really impactful in terms of like seeing a character develop i absolutely agree because i mean you I think the situation that he was put in was perfect for um, any sort of development that he he would have. That it's kind of a make or break moment. Those make for really good uh, character arcs. True that. So where are you sitting with the uh, the character development? I will say I am lower uh, than my other categories. Um, so, I think I'm gonna go with ninety. Yeah, I. This is probably one of my lower categories as well. Um, I think I'm around like maybe an eighty-four. Fair. All right. Next up, we got effects. Which in this, there weren't really any special effects. I, well, that's not necessarily true. I feel like there were some, especially because it was set in the eighties. That is true. Like, they kind of had to do the, um, so most of this is going to involve cinematography, 
um, which I feel like the cinematography probably like, wasn't my favorite. It did work though. It, it kind of had the feel of like an older movie than what it was. It did, um, but I feel it worked in its favor. I do too. So I did really appreciate that. Um, and then I think the like one of the standout scenes for me in terms of just seeing the having that look into the past was um, when he was driving around in Vegas. Yeah, that's also one. I will say that is the one scene, though, that I had issues with because it did look like he was on a green screen. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it 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 kind of stood out in a negative way. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Dude, I want to know how they freaking shoot scenes like that. I'm like, you can't just go to Vegas and, like, shoot in, like, what Vegas looked like in the 80s. Like, how do you just have to go back and find, like, old footage of Vegas and be like, here we go. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a good question. Yeah, I'd love uh, to know how they how they handled that. I will say I loved the little um, homage to the 80s that they had at the beginning, where it was just like just a huge slideshow of just shit that was so popular back then. They even had Ghostbusters in the freaking montage. It was fantastic. Yeah, dude, that, that was, was a really, really nice cool touch. montage. Yeah, that was a nice touch. Yeah, so this one I'm I'm fairly fairly average on. I can personally. I can definitely agree with you. I will say maybe I might be a little higher on character development or than than character development. So I'm I'm probably sitting at like an 85 in terms of effects cuz I mean I they were good. There was a lot of like standouts, but it just like it wasn't like anything Oscar worthy. I feel. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. All right, next up we got music. I mean, not, I I'm not really remembering a lot from it. Um, I feel I don't know about you, but it was it was kind of like definitely like maybe a little bit more of the weaker points for the movie for me. I feel that way too. That like I mean they they did have some like it was a lot of older songs yeah that's true but nothing that like really stood out and for an an 80s movie that's like that's a real shame yeah I agree or not an 80s movie an 80s movie or an eight set like in the it. 80s movie <laughs> yeah I I knew what you were putting down yeah so I. I yeah, I, I'm with you. It was a little underwhelming. It it was, but I mean, the, whatever they they did use, I mean, it worked for their s- stuff. So, I think I'm probably at like a six. Yeah, and that's like a really soft six. Like I could easily be talked down to a five. <laughs> I would say it's a strong six for me. That's fair. So we'll meet at the middle <laughs> at, at like a pretty sturdy six. <laughs> I like it. All right. Next up, we got costumes. I mean, I think they did a really good job recreating the 80s. Uh, there's definitely a, a lot of, uh, I wouldn't say outfits that like scream the 80s, but there's a lot of um, like office attire that I'm just like, yeah, that's definitely the 80s. You wouldn't really catch a lot of people uh, wearing those kind of like jackets uh 
today, like especially like some of the stuff that uh, Matt Damon wore. Uh, the polos that he wore were definitely like if I felt like it ch- it changed like every scene when it came to him and at at Nike, but uh, there were like some polos that were like I don't know what kind of material they were, but it was like a uh, not like a felt, but like a um. It was it was a material. I don't know how to explain this. It's a material that like really screamed eighties. That like you don't really see a lot of people wearing nowadays when it comes to polos. Dude, I know exactly what you mean. It, it's like okay, the, cool. the polo where the the collar and like the pocket liner ha- has like a solid color, but then it's like a pattern on yes. the shirt. Yeah, like yes. that. That's a super eighties <laughs> thing. Okay. Yeah. At least so I I it. feel like it is. Like no, I do too. Our older listeners can call us out if you want. I mean, we're just stupid '90s kids. They're probably but... freaking millennials. <laughs> um, but dude, I think they nailed like just everything. Like, I think Matt D- or Ben Affleck's hair, um, the freaking tracksuit that he was wearing, dude. Uh, th- those own those pink shorts. He w- he was rocking, man. He was rocking. Yeah, it's just like all of that stuff. Like it, like dude, even Viola Davis's wardrobe, like that felt very like eighties. Oh yeah, kind of like that eighties housewife feel. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, like, like maybe a little bit more put together, but still, like she she looked incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Then I'm trying to think of like other standout like outfits, but. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah everything else that everyone else that everyone else was everything everyone else was wearing jeez that was a freaking struggle <laughs> was was good like i think rob's kind of hawaiian shirts then I like you that. said matt damon's polos and and button-ups it seems like um what was uh sorry one second uh, Matthew Miller, Mayer, who played Peter Moore, I feel like his, he definitely, uh, wore, like, kind of, like, a lot of, like, sweater vests, or, like, sweaters in general that, like, pulled over, um, his, uh, like, button-up shirt, um, so I, I feel, I feel that maybe it might have screamed a little bit of 80s, I mean, I know a lot of people still do that, but, like, maybe the, some of the designs that were on his, uh, sweaters definitely looked more 80s. I think it's, like, just kind of, like, looking at a picture of him. It's kind of like wearing, like you said, that sweater, but with like a over a flannel. Yeah, there we go. Yes, like it's just kind of a whole vibe within itself. <laughs> it is straight up. So I mean, I think they did really good with the costumes overall. They, did. they really did. So I, I don't know about you. I can, uh, but I'll just say I can be either at a seven or an eight. I'm the same way, so I'm going to let you decide. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't know if I have a coin. Damn it, I don't either. <laughs> All right. I'll flip my USB drive. Oh, there's no <laughs> indicating markers on that. Never mind. <laughs> um, All right, whatever. I'll drop this Hello Kitty button. All right. So, he- so... I guess heads or tails. 
Yeah, uh, tails. We probably should have decided what heads or tails mean. That is true. <laughs> okay. We're freaking stupid. <laughs> tails seven. Uh, sorry, yeah. Ta- All right. So, no, tails eight, head seven. So, tails eight, heads seven? Yeah. All right, seven. Okay. <laughs> uh, that was good. That was good. I mean, I we probably just could have paused and I could have gone to get a coin, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, but where's the fun in that? Yeah, there is no fun in that. All right, last up, we got our own personal score. So I will let you finish this off, but so I'll go first. Okay. Um, so I had a surprisingly good time with this movie. Um, I didn't think that I was going to enjoy it as much as I did. And that's just mostly because I I didn't know how they were going to make the story of making a shoe as compelling as they did. It was incredibly well done. They were able to build tension on things that most people know like even me being outside of the sports world like i i felt like there was tension there even though i knew like oh yeah they're like he's gonna sign all this this deal stuff is gonna work out like it's not a big issue but it felt like a big issue and they like they do such a good job at making you like almost forget about all this stuff and so i had a really good time with that the cast was just incredible loved everyone um that was involved in this definitely stand out would be viola davis and matt damon in my opinion loved everything that that they were able to do here um so i think my personal score i'm gonna give this i'm gonna i'm gonna be at like an 88 this has become one of the best based on a true story movies that I have ever seen. The way that this story is told, considering that we already know the outcome, that Nike was able to acquire the rights to uh, Michael Jordan and uh, make the Air Jordan shoe, we all know that that happens. But the way that the story is told and how it leads up to that is so captivating. Matt Damon especially is so amazing as the main character in this movie. You feel for him so throughout. You understand where he's coming from and just watching his journey is absolutely incredible. And he is backed by an all-star supporting cast with Viola Davis, Jason Bateman, Ben Affleck, Chris Tucker. Everyone is just so great in this movie. Even if you are not a big basketball fan, you you're able to follow follow along quite easily they make it they make it so interesting of how Nike and Michael Jordan came together and made such an impactful shoe and just really showcasing why Michael Jordan is honestly truly the best basketball basketball player that has ever walked to the earth it's such an incredible story and the way that it is told is it it is done with such class and just it's just so so good um and when it comes to my personal score for the fact that i have very few problems with it like literally next to none 
I gotta give this a 97. Yeah, 97. Damn! <laughs> Dude, I loved this movie. I loved this movie. Jeez, alright. <laughs> alright, well that concludes this week's breakdown. So going through these scores real quick. Uh, starting off with story. Uh, we started off at a very solid 91.5. Writing went up a little bit, sitting at a 92. Acting even higher than that, going to a 94. Had a bit of a a dive coming into character development, sitting at an 88.5. And then our effects took another little dive, sitting at an 85. And then our music, nothing too special there, sitting at a 6. Costumes were a little bit better, like solid for the times. Um, So we... Ended up giving that one a 7, and then our personal score ended up averaging out to a 92.5. So, with all of that, the final All Bros Letter Grade for Air has come out to a... B+. Really? Yeah. I thought it was going to hit an A-. Damn it. I know. That's what I, th- I honestly thought that too. Was it close at least? It was relatively close. Okay. I know the music and costumes killed it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that was mostly it. That it was music and costumes that kind of did this movie. Um. Everything else was rock solid. Like if I if I were to take out music and costumes. It would have cracked A minus. Damn. It's okay. I'll accept it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have much of a choice now, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think it has a pretty decent home, though. Um, it's definitely one of our stronger end B pluses. All right, I'll take that. Um, I th- okay, so. I I know you're probably going to disagree with a lot of the this uh these rankings. So it's sitting at an eighty-seven point three one percent. Okay. Um. Quick. So yeah, it's so it's sitting at an eighty-seven point three one percent, which puts it on the exact same level as Detective Pikachu. Oh, horse shit. <laughs> I told you, you weren't going to be happy with this. Oh, hell no. No. Okay, we're doing the whole review over again. Okay, so um, <laughs> so music's going to get a set. Music's going to get an 8. Costumes going to get a 10. We'll br- bump it up to an A-. minus. Okay, yeah, no, this this, this is not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like I said, I... Yeah. So I'll say this. The only one that I think we could go back and change, because I think we both were pretty solid on the music being at a six, right? Okay. The only one that I feel like we could go back and change, and it's because this review technically isn't over yet, is costumes. Do you feel like the costumes were higher than a seven? Yes. You lying son of a bitch. I am not <laughs> lying. They deserve an eight. All right. 
So, going back and making a quick correction because that's what we do. Or what we are able to do because we haven't wrapped this up yet. Um, we changed the costumes to an 8. Which, it's still sitting at a, at an 80 or at a B+. Plus. Um, it actually didn't bump it up that much. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so, like... But a wrong has been right. So it's okay. it's now it's it's like now eight away from Detective Pikachu <laughs> instead of I like will take right that. beneath it. <laughs> I you know what I will take it, dude. I almost shouldn't let you do that, <laughs> but you... I I think our like our commitment is like unless someone goes in and like wants to add their score to ours, like we did with uh, with DJ and Vic on yeah. Far From Home. Yeah. Like our like the rule is that I at least not a rule. The 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 thought process I've set in place for us is it's not we can change or we can make changes until the episode's over. Once the episode's over, we can't change anything. Okay. Uh so I think that is completely within the realm of like what we're able to do. And like I said, I was willing to go up to an 8. So I'm just going to change one more score. I'm just gonna... See, we're going to bump up my personal grade to a 98. And we're... <laughs> Dude, that wouldn't have changed it very much. I'm still sticking with it. Wait, are you really? Yeah, I'm bumping up to a 98. That's the final grade I'm changing. <laughs> okay, it didn't matter. It didn't change its... It's rating at all. I don't care. It's been it's been decided. This movie's a ninety eight for me. <laughs> all right, fair enough. If you want to be a bitch about it, I will so... <laughs> gladly be a bitch about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I'll be the bitchiest bitch there ever was. Oh man, bitch you that. <laughs> so our costumes got bumped up to an eight, and our personal score has now averaged out to a ninety three, which keeps the grade at a B plus and the average is now at a firm 88. Yes. Okay. I am okay with that. So I will take it. That puts it uh, yeah, that so that puts it below the prom which is at an 88.12. Wow. It is below the invisible man which is at an 88.23. It is below Glass Onion, which is at an 88.25. It is below How to Train Your Dragon 2, which is at an 88.37. And then finally, it is below Bros, which is at an 88.56. Wow, okay. Going the opposite direction, uh, it is above Rhea and the Last Dragon which is at an 87.81. It's above Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, which is at an 87.68. All right. This might be the only one that I disagree with. Um, It's above Parasite, which is at an 87.59. Yeah, sorry, I'm going to agree with that. You're going to agree with that? Dude, that movie was fantastic. It was, but I like this movie better. I think the same thing killed Parasite. It was freaking music and costumes. Yeah. Makes sense. 
Um, let's see. It's also above the first How to Train Your Dragon, which was at an 87.5. Um, the exact same as the Black Phone. Um, and then it was above Freaky, which is at an 87.37. Okay, not bad. So if we would have kept our original score, it would have been below Freaky. If you keep the original score. <laughs> Man, someone is salty this episode. <laughs> Anyone who wants to come and throw in like negative scores for this movie, feel free. <laughs> if anyone does that, you're gonna mm, you're gonna feel my wrath. <laughs> Rose barely has any wrath, so you're probably going to be fine. I'm starting to gain it just from this episode, so try me. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Who would have thought air would bring it out in me? I know, dude. I, like, <laughs> if there was any movie I thought you were going to be, um, like, super passionate about, it, I would never have guessed air. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I probably would have thought, like, Elemental, like, which is coming out later this year, or maybe Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but <laughs> never once did I think it was going to be freaking Air. And here we are. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's where it's sitting. Um, I, th- I think it has a decent home. <laughs> For the most part, I think it has a decent home. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Anyway, um, so that will conclude uh, this week's breakdown. Um, so if you liked this episode, want to hear more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are basically everywhere. Um, we're we have some big, big things coming down the pipeline here. So be sure to follow and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, same as YouTube. All of our social media, we're on Facebook. Twitter, I've been a little less than active on. But Instagram and TikTok have been our like big pushes lately. Um, where you can find us all at the All Bros. You can email us as well, theallbroschannel at gmail.com. Uh, you can check out our website, which is tinyurl.com forward slash theallbros, where you can find links to everything that we do, um, as well as our merch store. I haven't updated it in a while just because it's, it's, we have over like 200 episodes. It's a bit of a chore. <laughs> Fair. So, yeah, um, so feel free to go check that out. Um, so yeah, like I said, we have, we have big plans for, for this year. So we're making some big pushes. So you'll you'll be seeing lots and lots and lots of changes, uh, with the All Bros this year. Hopefully they're good ones. We'll see. (laughs) But (laughs) we'd have faith. Yeah. It's it may be hit and miss at first, but like like everything else, we'll we'll eventually get it. So, 
Uh, we appreciate anyone and everyone that listens to our stuff or and supports us in any way, shape, or form. Um, so yeah. Um, next week, though, you guys can look forward to us breaking down the newest of the Disney live-action retellings uh, of Peter Pan and Wendy, which will be available on Disney Plus. Who is it? This Friday? <laughs> I think so. Yep, it'll be this. Or it should be out as of this recording, or uh, when this episode's out. Um, it will have come out Friday the 28th of April. Um, so definitely go check that out in preparation for the next episode. And until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces! So long! <laughs>